Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. So, good evening ladies and gentlemen, or good day, or good morning, whenever you're listening to this. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And we are Team Zombie, and this yes. is Zompocalypse Now, our weekly... Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Things Dead. Yeah. Podcast. Deadish things. About media. Media <laughs> in the in the in the world. And uh, this is our final podcast for Fear the Walking Dead for this season's break. Until August. Until August. Uh, we will be coming back um, also this week mm-hmm. with our first of our preacher uh, reviews. Which we can only hope will be a lot less dour. Well, I don't mind dour. I just want new and interesting. And I don't know if I have any tears left, Tim. Did you cry tonight? I didn't. Notice I didn't the cry crying. tonight, but I just sat there like, <laughs> "What? Who? What?" So tonight's episode was essentially let's get philosophical. Uh. And while. I don't have a problem with that. I kind of have a problem with every single character on the show who has been anything of a driving force for the narrative. Mm -hmm. Becoming the ones who are getting very philosophical. Or going crazy. Everybody went crazy tonight. Well, well, that's kind of hand in hand. To, To examine the situation with any kind of depth and insight also involves losing your damn mind. Mm. I'm eating ice cream. He is. I brought. I brought uh, uh, some very nice sorbet. Actually, so uh, we had sorbet. We had chicken and then sorbet and, uh, for dessert. Um, so that's our sec- our set- <laughs> completion of our segment. What Tim and Dustin had for dinner tonight? That's right. Um, which is almost as gripping as uh, <laughs> tonight's episode. I no. Actually, I tell you what. This is there. There was some neat stuff tonight. Um, there were a couple of really really great shots there's some really neat stuff that happened tonight that was even neater the first time happened it. on season two of the walking dead so previously on the walking dead uh rick and company uh found themselves on the farm with herschel and his family and they and their barn full of zombies they're barn full of zombies um which turned out to have the little girl that they didn't really look for the entire season sophia 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 one mm-hmm. the original um Except no substitutes. <laughs> and so at the end of the season, after after a snafu uh, where walkers descend upon the place, they burn the farm to the ground. And so snap forward five years. To Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, um, where Madison and her group of survivors trans upon a villa uh, with walkers in the basement. Because just like Herschel, actually, no, let me qualify that. Because Herschel, Herschel was just lying to himself. Mm-hmm. Herschel wanted to believe. Herschel, Herschel was having trouble. And I think, yeah, and I think Celia was in the middle of like forming a cult. Yeah, no, she was, a, <laughs> she was, she was crazy, and and she also seemed to have, and I think I think we got a hint of it about tonight when she's talking about being the, you know, serving his the the Abigail family for forty years. There's anger there. 
mm-hmm. there was a you know almost like a striking back against the the right the rich or yes. or, or the or the, the people the people who who lord it over you if anything else so but so yeah Herschel Herschel it was tragic when it was Herschel mm-hmm. um, with Celia it was she's a cult leader yeah well obviously. Obviously, she was uh, not um, a cult leader in the Jim Jones vein, where he kind of just was trying to get people around him. He was more; of, she was more of a cult leader in the Hellbot people vein because right. when she got locked in the thing with the Walker, she didn't seem very like, "Oh well, now I'm going to be eaten." She was just like, "Oh well, you know, whatever." Yeah, I think I think These she things happen. She believed it herself, but it didn't make her any less dangerous. Mm. I mean, she was. He makes her more dangerous. Yeah. It's the David Koresh's and, and, like I said, the Hale Bops that mm-hmm. like the really the ones who really believe it. So you you so basically what we come to find out is that she and we saw this before, but I mean she really lays it out very clearly here that that she really believes that the the dead are just different. They're another stage. It's and, the end of death. Yeah, it's it's a way of eternal life and. There still are people, um, even though all evidence to the contrary mm-hmm. is that they are. You know, all, all the evidence says they're not. They're, um, you know, going to eat you, and and they're yes. all the all the memory is there. And it's fascinating because she's staring. She's looking at Luis, mm-hmm. who is got who is gagged and straining against the gag, and his face is so clearly not that of anything resembling a. Loving son reunited with his mother, and she's just calmly looking at him, going, "This is my boy. You know, I have to take care of my boy." I'm like, mm, "Okay." The physical body, right, right, of her son, and just you know, I'll just you know, I'm going to go on record here that when I die, um, my you know, I, I'm an organ donor because, as far as I'm concerned, what's left of me is just meat. Mm-hmm. The rest of me, I mean, if anybody can get some use out of it, all power to them. The rest, you know, the, the part that makes me, me is going to be gone. It's not going to, I don't. Um, so in the case of the zombie apocalypse, feel free to put me down. Okay. If I become a zombie. If I, if I become oh. a zombie. Yeah, no killing me before. Because okay. we almost got that too, tonight, too, because Chris goes off in the world. <sighs> <laughs> I hate him so bad, Tim. So Chris goes off, and then Travis follows. Um, and there was a moment, just a moment, that I thought Travis was actually going to kill Chris. And it, well, I guess, I guess a few seconds is more accurate than saying a moment. Um, but, alas. Nope. So Travis goes after Chris, and Travis apparently took off after Chris without putting any shoes on. Um, but the, the, you know what the editing on this episode was really weird. Yeah, there were these, there were these time gaps where because we didn't. I mean, because maybe they didn't focus on that enough that it registered that mm. Travis was basically in his in his stocking uh, feet. In his, yeah, and then so by the time we suddenly were cut to him finding this house and bodies everywhere around mm. the house, which seems like a nice place to live, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, down by the swing set, there's a you know there's a corpse over there, and there's one over there, and there's one oh. over there. Um. And suddenly he's got bloody feet, mm-hmm. and, and we're like, "How did this happen?" Yeah, where's where's the scene that we? we and, but missed? then then you, 
Then he gets some shoes and finds out that Chris is holding a child at gunpoint in the other room. Because basically the father is the, the, the guy who lives there claims that he doesn't speak English, but he do. Travis sees a book lying on the cou- on the couch or the chair that, that is in English. So that kind of, you know, makes him suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris talks about how he's bad. I'm bad. Dad, dad, you killed my mom and you don't like me as much as you like Madison's kids who aren't crazy. And, and, and I'm not a good guy because I killed that one guy when we were going to use him. And I didn't know we were going to use him, but it's, it's just, I should just go off into the woods and be bad. Do you think they have Wi-Fi in the woods? Because I miss the YouTube. This is all subtext, by the way. He actually just sits there and says, "Do you see how they look at me?" And you know, they think I'm they think I'm a monster. And and Travis says, "You're not a monster." And Chris goes, "Are you sure?" Hmm. Which is, you know, a certain amount of self awareness. Right. Um, also, though, he's a teenager, and all teenagers are monsters. And <laughs> there's a question as to whether or not he's just having a really, really rough month. This was actually a topic. Um, uh, this weekend we had Planet Comic Con. Dustin was in St. Louis, but we we had a panel. We, we tried to do a call in, and unfortunately, we somehow yeah. we couldn't make it work. But so we had we had uh, about thirty people at the panel, and this was a a topic of discussion. Chris was not liked by the audience, <laughs> um, and they all agreed it was uh, Carl two point Probably time for him to go. Terrible Carl 2.0. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, Travis decides he's going to stay with Chris, and they have, a, they, have a, they have a fight. And that's where I thought that Travis might actually kill Chris. I thought Chris might push him to it. I thought there might be, and then we... Then well, we, because cause not, like, it's not just like a like normal fight. Travis legitimately tries to stab him. Well, I think that I think that there's a well because Chris pulled a gun on him. Chris was basically holding a gun on him, and mm. and Chris was fighting back to the point. And Chris got the gun. Chris got the knife too. Yeah, and, and so yeah, tried to stab Travis. And so you end up with with Travis having the knife. And there's part of that that second. It was like, is he just going to do it? Because even though it's hard to tell at this point. I mean, whether or not Chris is actually a monster monster, because we've seen him do all these almost things. Mm-hmm. He's a ter- he's an annoying character, but we've never actually seen him be a monster. Well, it, completely holding a child at gunpoint—that's pretty awful. That's pretty bad. But he didn't—he didn't kill the—he didn't hurt the child or kill the child. That would have been, you know, that he would... has just been really just the worst, though. So, but he. Um, they're left. They're left essentially. That's where we. That's where we leave them. As things are going on back at the at the compound, because Strand is getting ready to bury uh, Thomas. Thomas, and Cecilia's like, "You killed my son. Get out, you horrible guy. You can, you you've got you've got a day to get out. You got less than a day to get out." <clears throat> um, and Daniel's in the basement because he freaked out. He tried to escape, and he's also hallucinating. Yes, because he's very sick. He's dying. He's dying. It's every, that seems to be the consensus. Um, and he's hallucinating, and he's seeing. But what is he dying of? Like, it could just be old age. I mean, the the the, the character is not young. But but he's only in his like 
60s. Well, I think the actor is. I think the character, the character, I think, is implied to be a lot more closer to his 70s. If you think about the, the time frame of, of when the he would have been a torture in South America. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, time, 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 it's, it's a time thing on The Walking Dead. Does it, you know, he, right. he could be uh, 32 yeah. for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> or He's younger than Ophelia. Or 99, 99 <laughs> years old. Yeah, I know. So. That's that's the thing. I, I need to talk about Ophelia for a second. Can I? Can oh I yeah, go right ahead. About Ophelia for a second. I don't understand why she's still there. I'm sure she's a lovely actress, but of all the characters, again, to just like magically escape any kind of danger, <laughs> like it's Ophelia. Just like oh. No, Dad. No, yikes. Oh, and then like on on the she gets in the truck and they drive away, and so like I maybe now that a bunch of people are gone. Well, only Daniel's really gone. Maybe we'll get more something for her to do in August. Well, I, I kind of hope so, just because the dynamic of the group has changed. Um, Daniel, in, ter- in personality wise, I mean, when you've got. A character who is a ex-torturer, highly mm-hmm. pragmatic, um, in some respects, kind of the muscle of the group, and he's mm-hmm. gone. Um, he's, and and Strand and Madison have kind of accepted each other. So there's this. I mean, there's this. He's a pretty powerful character. He's he's automatic. He, I think he could have over, he overshadowed Ophelia anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know that he's not there, um, but she's also. Yeah, it's going to give her a chance to hopefully shine. Hopefully they'll write something more for her because she's kind of been the, the standing th- in the background. Well, she's the, the theater of the group. Mm-hmm. We're not going to call him T Dog ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Then there's that whole dynamic going on between Madison and Celia when it comes to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison and Celia standing in rooms, looking at each other. Crosswise, some serious glaring side mm-hmm. eye going on there. Um, yeah, it's it's curious because we've been looking at we've been looking at some of these characters and not getting the kind of depth we were getting from pretty much any of them until the, this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, Dan. We yeah we knew that Daniel was a was a torturer. We but in terms of fleshing out his guilt and giving him that sense of you know um, the pain that he carries all this this is kind of cool stuff. Here it is and oh by the way he's on fire and right. dead. You know it seems a little it, it's 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 just like last year though. I mean it's just right. like season one where we wait till the second we the, the last two episodes of the season and things get interesting. Right. Um, but we've been treading water up until this point. Uh, but it is, you know, it is it is very much like season two of the original Walking Dead. Very much like season two of the original Walking Dead. Very too much like. Well, even so much, I mean, Travis isn't the Carol of the show, but even so much as a character going off from the group... To be, and that's I mean that's later in The Walking Dead, but uh-huh. yeah, the character he's going off for the benefit of the group and for to, you know, 
in this particular case, it's so that he can he can keep an eye out over Chris and try and be there for him and and help him, which is I don't know. I mean, it's on one hand, it's it's good because if you think of you know a father should okay, I, I, I'm a, you know there's a level of a father taking care of their child. You know, their child is in pain. Their child is hurting. Um, but it's almost like we just got to get rid of these two characters. Yeah, for now. I mean, because Travis is, you know, Travis is an actor and working on other shows. The guy, you know, he just did, just has a movie out and, you know, he just I, wants I, to go. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Makes me sad, Tim. The show makes me really sad. Why does it make you sad? Because it had a lot of potential. But I think that it got really squandered. And it went uh, it went the route of what worked on our other show. Mm-hmm. And let's do that. And now, I don't know if it's got a lot of goodwill the show it doesn't have any goodwill in this room well it's no it, it's lost a lot of it's lost a lot of audience i mean that's just the numbers are down for it and it is but has been renewed for another season we got the second half of this season coming mm-hmm. now this has been a bit of a shake-up though i mean the dynamics of the show have changed quite a bit we've got strand who is all of his mystery and um bluster has been stripped away yeah. uh, madison has lost a significant chunk of her family, not to death, just to wandering off, to them leaving, to them making, mm-hmm. to them choosing to go somewhere else. Um, and uh, well, you know, you, you got your Lex confirmation here, mm-hmm. or at least or, uh, the Lex accusation was right. actually made on the show. We show up a place and we just destroy it. It's like, well, but in this particular case, mm-hmm. the place was. Already kind of on its way. Yeah, it was. It would. There Let's was no. Just be real. It just took one. It was going to take one person for getting to lock that gate. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute. So okay. again, we come back to the weird edit thing, where basically suddenly, you know, the the fire in the basement. Suddenly, the entire compound is on fire. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure that's how it works. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's not. I told you, Tim. They store their kerosene with the zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I was even hoping they would make it some, like, alcohol explosions, you know, right. but no. I luck. was wondering, like, we didn't, okay, this, I'm wondering if this is going to be a case of no body, no murder, because when Daniel went in to kill, or to blow the place up, to burn the place to the ground, there was no Celia Walker. Yes, and and, and we kind of transitioned very quickly to see to him seeing his dead. His own personal, the people yeah. that he was personally killed. Um, so yes, there's a chance. But what I want to know is, why were all the doors to the compound open? Because the when when Strand takes the truck, yeah, the door the gate is wide open. The gate is wide open when they leave. Who opened the gate? Why is the gate open? The gate had been closed. They closed the gate on it. Yeah. So it's like, who opened the gate to let all the zombies in? Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm looking for. I, I'm because okay, the house burns down, but you've still got the walls. The entire compound is still walled in. Right. Build a new house. 
but no. no, we get to go back to the boat. Oh, I know we get to go back. To the We're boat. gonna go hang out on the boat. Well, if the boat's still there, boats Strand. Are stupid. Strand did point out there's a chance the boat will not be there. Where will the boat have gone? Oh well, you know those boats—they wander off. <sighs> they get taken. Well, I'm just glad it's over for a couple of months. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, this has been unfortunate. This has been disappointing because there's some. It has been. I mean, it really is a good cast. It's full of people. But there's some very talented people on the show, who. It just seems like they've been flailing, trying to find uh, uh, find out what they're doing. This is another one of those shows where a lot of the conflict comes out of people just not talking to each other internally. Yeah. The, the the family members, the, the the group dynamic. So that when someone like Celia comes along um, with that sort of force of personality, mm-hmm. you end up with, you know, the sort of the... Everybody going crazy. The struggle. And yeah, and that whole... Setting things on fire, covering each other with blood. Wandering out with no shoes on. <laughs> Poor Alicia, just just standing there like, what happened? Like I was watching old movies yesterday. Now, now my mom's gay best friend's getting kicked out, and and you know I think these people are a cult. And my stepbrother's trying to kill me. <laughs> and... Stepbrother's trying to kill me. My bro- my actual brother's covered himself in blood. He he did not read any of that NA material I gave him. On transferring addictions because wow, yeah, and I'm I, I'm a little disappointed because for a character who we have really really been fascinated by since mm-hmm. the beginning of the show, to have him just go completely, and I real I, I realize that the argument is there that that you know he's he as an addict he's looking for, he's looking for a sense of control or purpose mm-hmm. or someone to guide him in a way that you know a higher something but this just seems so it's so contradictory to his own experience then we get great scenes like him talking about how i can't die which was just creepy because oh yeah yeah everybody on the show went nuts tonight i don't know i don't know tim I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if this is just going to be the thing. The, the show is crazy. I I might be able to get into it if like it is a show about nuts, nutty, crazy people on a boat, like running around messing up everything for everybody they come in contact with. <laughs> well, you know, they come across a, con- a commune of nuns that have been safe and happy, and they're like here. We have bread and a vow of silence. Come and and partake. And then they're just like, we crazy. We got to mess your up. And then they just like, <laughs> like you know, like kill Mother Superior and, and you know, make toast and then head out again. And they leave the door open. All the zombies come in and eat all the nuns. I'm like, no. Well, but you know what will happen on this show is that you'll get there and you'll find out the nuns are actually secret Satan worshippers. Oh, yeah. Who are sacrificing babies in the basement. Right. Because... There are no good people in the world. No. And only our heroes. Of course, here's here's the real question. If this show stays on the on, on the air long enough, and you have this group of people who everyone around them is secretly evil people, and we have the regular Walking Dead cast, mm-hmm. and they cross paths, 
Hmm. Who destroys who? <laughs> well, Madison's Madison's uh, anger swoosh on her hair definitely, I think, trumps Rick's crazy beard. Like Strand's voice is far more impressive than anyone's on, on the main show. Yeah. Although Michonne would put him down quick. Daryl mm. Daryl would too. I think you're just Strand, oh, yeah. Strand talks a good game. He's got a good, you know, he's he's a very persuasive individual, but he doesn't he's we haven't really seen him be much of a fighter type. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol would just stand back and kill them all in their sleep. I had a really long conversation. I was in St. Louis with my best friend this weekend, and we had a long conversation about uh carol Mm -hmm. like what her deal was like what's going on and i tried to explain to him about like you know how she had a couple of months like she's been in fight or flight mode for so long and she had a couple of months to like sit down and you know relax and like the post-traumatic stress of everything she's been through right started to come back on her and and he was like yeah but what's her deal and then i was like, well, you know, she she wants to survive, and so she's killed to survive, but then she, like, you know, realizes that that's not really the best way, and then Morgan comes in, and he's like, don't, nobody kills, you can't kill anybody, and she's like, you gotta kill everybody, and they've been having this really weird dynamic all season long, and then sorry, I was just like, yeah, but, like, what's the deep, what's going, and I'm, uh, and finally I was just like, you're messing with me, right? You're just... <laughs> <laughs> I've explained this two times, and then he was just like, "I don't, I don't know." I'm done talking. Well, you know, we we you can you can argue very strongly that there is something to be said for showing the traumatic effects of this situation on people, right? Mm-hmm. And we have moments of it. So, and this episode gave us some of that that was pretty cool. Uh, but a lot of this stuff should be happening earlier. A lot of this stuff should be happening not to everybody all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I don't know if these if this cast of characters has earned this sort of which is what I was about to say <laughs> because a lot of their interactions with people have been like, "We're leaving our yacht to go poke around in your lives for a minute," you know. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really, they haven't really come across the same kind of a loss and hardship the flagship cast has come across. I think part of it actually goes back to the first season where we still had, we had no real sense of time for how long the government, the military had the suburbs in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so we never really got that sense of, of desperation and fear and everything falling apart. Right. And I, that's a problem with a lot of post-apocalyptic shows. And they skip that in most post-apocalypse stories. You don't actually see the breakdown of society. You see the after effects. Mm-hmm. You see the new world order, whatever it is. You know, in Mad Max, you don't see everything collapse. You see, you know, the arise or, you know, the rising of these different communities and, and these strongman figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, we're the, the, the that was that's that's the premise of the show that's the conceit right there is that we're supposed to see it all fall apart and the most interesting scene of it all falling apart was in the second season as we watched them bomb LA right that was the first episode of the second season 
And that's the most interesting part of the falling apart right there. But then they got on a, on a yacht and wandered around the ocean. I want them to create a water world. Why can't they create a water world, Tim? Like, find find another boat and be like, hey, let's join our boats together and our resources, and we can be, like, a team. And then they find another boat. And then they oh, you mean create a new society and actually build a world? Re- yeah. Re- rebuild, rebuild civilization and, and be nice to each other? And, yeah. And you and your crazy on a boat. ideas. Do it on a boat. Well, you know, part, fun boat society. Part of the problem, I think, is that there, with the boat that they had, there was never a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a state of the art, high, really nice, comfy. Everybody's got their own room, <laughs> super nice down, boat. When they get down to the to the dock, the boat's gone, and so they each have to take an individual dinghy. <laughs> So, so the rest of it's like uh, their their five dinghies are like all strung together, and they're like whoosh 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 whoosh. I want them to have like a tugboat. I want like an old school tugboat where everyone's got to sleep in the same room, and and yeah. um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's the we talked about this, and we talked about this at the panel this weekend too. Is that there's no sense of there has been no sense of any of these characters um, being in danger. Really, mm-hmm. we you and I talked about that last week. But here we wait till we wait to the mid-season finale to sit there and put them all in danger, right? And to give us them a sense, all of them a sense of being in danger. Um, and I think it feels like for a lot of audience, it's probably going to be too little, too late. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, although I will say this: if nothing else, we got out of this episode. We got Madison Stone Cold killing. I mean, that, that was uh, that was a good. I liked that. That was a great scene. But it's still cold murder. Cecilia, well, <laughs> Cecilia, Cecilia's like, is there anything that you wouldn't do for your? Ch-? They're in the Walker basement, and, C- and Cecilia's trying to convince her the Walkers are still people, and like, that's my son over there, and like, I want to keep him around, and like, is there anything you wouldn't do for your own children? And Madison like says, nope, and she slips out of the gate and closes it and locks it, and Cecilia looks at her, and they look at each other, and Madison just walks away. Mm-hmm. And Madison, Mama Bear for the win. Um, yeah. Not to mention the fact that Celia crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> we got to stop because we have to watch Preacher. And I just realized that my DVR for some reason did not catch the first 28 minutes. So oh, that'll be fun. no. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to have to go. So we will be back. Um, about five minutes. With Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, in August. In August. Thanks for listening, folks. We we hope you have enjoyed oh, hearing us. Not- sci-fi for me dot com, Twitter, facing books, um, horror for me dot com, horror for me also. It's on Apocalypse now on the on the podcast I, feeds. Also, iTunes, iTunes. No, um, we have a weird thing going on with iTunes. So that hopefully whatever that's going to get resolved. But you can find us on podcast dot com. You can go and type in sci-fi for me radio or sci-fi for me, and you can find all of our podcasts there, mm. including the Zompocalypse Now. Um, thank you for the folks who have been downloading it. We really appreciate it. I've been looking at our numbers, and they are really it, – it's very, very cool to see how many people have actually been listening to us, and we thank you very much. Um, we will be back soon with our first of our Preacher reviews, mm-hmm. and then we will be back again. Uh, well, you, you won't really be going away, so thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you yeah. later. Okay. Bye. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.